Time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski, Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Now, how are the markets doing? Because I know there was a bit of fluctuation over the past week, wasn't there? Yeah, definitely. Markets uh, continue to be somewhat mixed. I mean, there's a lot of news coming in. Today, we got some great news. Weekly jobless claims in the U.S. posted a a decline to 199,000. That's the lowest level since 1969. So people are definitely out there. They're working. uh, So that's good news. Uh, But there's a lot of other news that's coming out that's kind of moving markets and, and I would say almost stalling markets to a certain degree. Um, Biden announced yesterday that the U.S. is going to release oil from strategic uh, petroleum reserves along with other nations as well. Uh, But oil then bounced on that news uh, because we'd like to see uh, oil prices come down a little bit in terms of how high they've come, you know, especially with all the other inflationary pressures that we're seeing right now. Uh, We also got news that uh, Fed chair in the U.S., um, he's going to be reelected in the week, which, again, would likely take further policy shifts to scale back some of uh, the concerns out there. So having him continue, I think, is actually good news. Um, And markets have also been affected by increasing COVID trends, uh, mostly in Europe and, and even the U.S. We're starting to see some cases rise. Uh, Europe reintroduced some restrictions, including work from home and midnight curfew. I, in fact, have a relative here from Germany, and he just got back into the office November the 1st, and now they have been ordered to work from home again when he goes back. So, again, they have not been, um, they've not had the freedom, I guess, that we have had here uh, in Vancouver, for sure. And now Europe is really locking down, like if you look at Austria and so on. Yeah. So, so that kind of, you know, it, it doesn't uh, concern markets overall. It's not like people are running for the hills. I think it's just maybe be a little bit of a, a confusing time. And then Biden also appealed to the federal court yesterday to remove the pause, uh, preventing them from mandating companies to vaccinate. So again, we'll see how that uh, plays out. But again, of course, he wants more companies to be vaccinating than less. And there's a bunch of states that are kind of going against that right now. Okay, so what about supply chain issues, though? Yeah, supply chain issues are affecting companies, not not all of them, but uh, many of them. And we've seen that in, in uh, Q3 earnings, especially in some of the retailers. And, um, you know, just look at some of the res- results that have come out. Uh, some companies are really navigating it well, like Aritzia, we saw, you know, beat expectations, Ralph Lauren, Lululemon. Um, and there's reasons why some of these uh, companies have held in well. So, you know, they were planning well in advance to probably like stock up on inventory. Uh, spreading production globally is another reason um, and possibly good communication with their supplier factories and transportation partners. Um, other companies are struggling with the constraints. And again, it's, um, you know, they're getting hit hard if uh, if they haven't beat expectations. Um, and some of those are, you know, Nordstrom, uh, I believe it's down 30% from the high. You've got Foot Locker, The Gap today. And so these stocks didn't beat expectations, but also they're kind of citing further issues in the future future due to supply chain issues. Um, and so some investors are trying to look beyond the constraints. Um, and, you know, some of these companies may bounce back here in the short term. But again, it's something just to be aware of what's happening out there. And we were looking at kind of the retail index uh, versus the consumer discretionary index. And so the consumer discretionary index is down maybe 2% over the last uh, week. And the retail index is down about 5%. Why is that? 
well, the the uh, consumer index has a lot more technology and technology-based companies. Uh, when you think of like eBay and stuff like that, where retailers are brick and mortar, right? And uh, just another interesting uh, article I saw there about supply chain issues. Uh, the port in California has recently reduced containers by 33% uh, since introducing a fee of $100 per container to get things moving. And uh, that's worked. And so that was introduced back at the end of October. And they predict uh, things will work their way back to normal within six months. And again, they bring in kind of 40% of the freight coming in uh, via ship in the US. So so that's kind of important. So maybe this is only another six months. And you know we see things resume uh, kind of back to normal. But again, it's important to be aware how companies are reporting and why. Right. Okay. And that I think that factors into everything, right? Like, especially if you're out there and you're considering retirement, you have to think about how these things impact and so you can manage your risk in retirement. Definitely. I mean, managing risk is essential to making sure you obviously achieve your financial goals and sustain a standard of living through retirement, which is really important. And we just addressed this on uh, the podcast I do with John McComb, Ready, Set, Retire, just talking about risk in retirement. And so we thought it was a good uh, good show. So we want to bring it to air here as well. And so what are some of those risks during retirement and, and how do you hedge against them? And this is one Simi, uh, that you and I have been speaking about quite a bit is inflation risk, right? And, um, you know, inflation can really hurt your ability to spend, maybe not just this year, but if inflation is persistent for years to come. And so you just have to, um, you know, consider that when looking at what you're investing in. And I feel that a lot of people who are entering retirement or already retired may have been used to sitting in a bunch of GICs or cash in the bank, that kind of stuff. And, you know, Canadian inflation rose 4.7% uh, in the last read. So in the, in the U.S., it's already over 6%. So so you just have to talk to a financial advisor, make sure you're doing the right thing for you. I mean, maybe GICs and losing 5% is the right thing for some people because they can't handle fluctuations. But again, it's worth the conversation at this time for sure. Okay, so that's the thing. You have to ask about that though, right? Definitely. Definitely you want to be talking about the difference in uh, where we are in the cycle right now, right? And so there's another thought just in terms of risk and retirement is stock market risk. Um, you know, markets have been great. Um, you know, we feel strongly about markets going forward as things uh, improve. Maybe it's a bit of a soft patch. Uh, maybe we see a Santa Claus rally, but it, overall markets likely will continue to improve in our opinion. But again, they don't go straight up all the time. And so you need to make sure you're actively managing those portfolio or the the portfolio and the stocks that you have got in there, um, you know, and also making sure you're in blue chip stocks and, and so on. And just your allocation to bonds, cash or stocks, you need to be mindful of where you are. Debt risk is another one, Simi. I mean, there are some retirees that enter retirement with too much debt. Um, and mortgage debt may not be one of those things, but uh, lines of credits we see often, um, we don't see a lot of credit card debt, but if you do have a lot, you need to take that on before you step into retirement. Um, and then cash flow, right? You just got to make sure that someone's done a financial plan for you so that when you are retiring, that you know you have enough money to take you to the end of your days. I think that's also very, very important. Okay, but how do you, how do, you do that? So how do you mitigate risk in your portfolio? Well, I would say there's a few different ways. Diversifying your portfolio, right? Having exposure to different asset classes, 
at different times. So it doesn't mean you always have to hold all of these areas, but stocks, bonds, real estate, uh, even gold to a certain extent, um, sectors, right? Having exposure to the right sectors during various times of the market cycle um, and taking a look at things geographically, like should you be in North America? Should you be in Europe? And where should you be? And this is, again, what we're doing for people. Uh, we're not expecting them to come to us and say, I think I should own so much in stocks. But um, again, these are the conversations we're having with people when we're doing portfolio reviews and so on. And because we're able to make changes on their behalf, we do uh, we make those changes quickly for them as well. Um, and again, always kind of listening to a rules-based discipline to manage downside risk. I mean, even if we have an opinion that markets are strong and the economy is getting stronger, uh, even looking at jobless claims and things like that, I mean, that's very positive. You have to be ready for markets to change because usually, Simi, you and I won't know why markets all of a sudden change and decline. There, there can be a catastrophic event, of course, or sometimes there's not. You just have to be ready to act or sometimes sectors become out of favor. You got to be ready to get them out of the portfolio. So again, active management is, is something that I believe in uh, for over the past 20 years and I just feel it works. And again, you want to make sure that as you enter retirement or you're in retirement, somebody is doing something about your portfolio in case uh, something happens out there in the markets. Absolutely. All right, Lori, thank you. Thanks so much, Simi. Lori Pinkowski, helping us to make sense of the markets. Lori is the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can contact her team, actually, 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.